the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. Hi, this is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdell. Mike, what does the weather look like in Denver today? Hot, hot, hot. Chris, how are you this morning? We've had a record August for above 90 degrees. We've got wildfires. Well, they're everywhere because you live in the Pacific Northwest. So from California all the way through Colorado and now into South Dakota, we got fires. But they don't garner a lot of attention as we well go, but the weather is hot. Hopefully it's going to cool down. I just learned that we're going to have a ski season, but Chris, you'll find this very interesting. Make a reservation to go ski. You gotta make a reservation and you gotta call and cancel or you're gonna be like um, on the bad boy list, like open table. So it should be interesting, but here today, super nice, not a cloud in the sky and we'll be 99 again this weekend. Hopefully it cools down soon. What about you? Well, I tell you, the weather in, in the Seattle area is we're going to have about 10 straight days of 80-plus degree weather. And for those people who are familiar with the Pacific Northwest, when it gets to be 80 degrees, as we start whining and complaining about being too hot, but it's going to be sunny, no rain, which is kind of chamber of commerce for us. Awesome. So, Mike, I'm really excited today because we got a special guest, uh, Jeff Peterson, who's the president and CEO of Triluma, and he is a very, very successful broker's general agent uh, here in the Seattle area. He's a good friend of both you and I. And so, Jeff, I just want to welcome you to uh, today's episode. Thanks for having me. It's always uh, good to spend time with, with both of you. Well, Jeff, what I'd like to do before we really start talking about what's, what you think is going on, uh, we'll go on in the DI business post-COVID, can you kind of give us your backstory, a little bit about Jeff Peterson and also you know, how you got into the insurance business and how you got into brokerage specifically? Sure. Well, you know, I grew up around the uh, insurance business. As both of you know, my father was a general agent at Connecticut Mutual, and um, that's actually where I started my insurance career, uh, right off the campus of the University of Washington, um, and went to work as a career agent for Connecticut Mutual. Stayed there until I merged with Mass Mutual, um, and eventually ended up uh, in a position where uh, you know, I'm looking around going, you know, there's really nobody in the Northwest acting as a brokerage general agent in the DI space. And I was selling a lot of DI at the time and having to go to five, six different places to get these quotes. And I was thinking, okay, well, it'd be nice just to have a one-stop shop, kind of like you did on the life insurance side. So I uh, took that opportunity and Started Truluma 20 years ago, which is kind of hard to believe. I've been helping brokers um, really throughout the country now find disability products that are, are suited for their clients and um, helping protect incomes. And Jeff, you're a very modest individual. I know that one of the, the, the things I admire most about what you guys have done at Truluma is your brokerage journal agent, I know, is in the top 10 for the three main DI brokerage carriers, which is, you know, really unheard of in today's industry. So congratulations to that. Thank you. Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been blessed. Hey, Jeff, what, what I'd like to do is kind of jump into, kind of give us your thoughts about what's going on in the DI industry as a result of COVID, either in terms of sales momentum or 
underwriting challenges or liberalization in some cases of underwriting? Just, you know, kind of what are you seeing from your perspective? It's really been interesting. You know, from a uh, production standpoint, uh, we saw stuff dip, which I think most everybody did, and uh, we're crawling our way back out. And we're I was actually looking at the numbers last night. In the last two months, we uh, our submitted business was at uh, pre-COVID level. So I feel like we're almost back on on plane again, which is which is good. From a carrier standpoint, it's been really interesting because it's forced carriers to become, um, I guess, to make some moves and do some things that they've been looking at for years. Um, and because of the environment that we are in now, uh, has forced them to maybe do things a little bit faster than they would have liked. But, you know, there are things that we have all been clamoring for. So increasing simplified underwriting limits and, um, you know, the ability to accept DocuSign documents um, and even fast-track e-application processes. Um, so it's, from a carrier standpoint, um, you know, this is kind of one of the silver linings of what we've all been going through is, is really move them forward. Well, Jeff, when you, when you talk about getting business back to pre-COVID levels, are you finding that it is has been the traditional DI producers that are writing more business, or are you seeing new producers uh, come into the business as a result of, of this? A little bit of both, but, but for the most part, it's been folks that have traditionally written DI. I want to be honest with you, I think as an organization, we're a little bit more efficient because uh, we've lost some of those advisors that would really the order takers that would come in and say, hey, I need a DI quote, and they'd send it off to a client and nothing would ever come of it. But we're seeing a lot of business now from folks who have traditionally done at least some DI with us, and they're just they're doing more of it. And I think they're becoming more effective, too. And I think a lot of that is because people are scared, and they see what happens when folks lose their incomes. It's interesting, Jeff. Mike and I have talked a lot about you know, people now are very cognizant of the importance of their paycheck because they've seen so many people lose it. And then they also have become cognizant of the fact that, hey, bad things happen to good people. And the virus is, is not discriminatory and it can affect anybody. So we've often said and we've, we've heard it from producers that people are more willing than ever to talk to them about the need to protect their income. Mike, you know, what are your thoughts about some of the things that Jeff had said? Well, Jeff, I think it's right on. One question I have for you, Jeff, is did you see more doc business than ever before? I did, and I'm just curious, talking to other general agents and people that actually write business, did you see more doc business than ever before? It stayed pretty uh, pretty stable. You know, we, we lost off our dentist and our dental business uh, for a period of time because they were shut down because what was going on with COVID, and the carriers uh, were apprehensive about providing them coverage while they were on the sidelines. But the doc business pretty much stayed level. Um, you know, and to, I think to Chris's point about folks being more aware and concerned about loss of income, I did have a, an individual business owner who had started a new business that was related to actually to COVID, hiring a bunch of new employees. And the first thing that he wanted to do was buy them all individual DI because he was scared of what would happen if they uh, lost their income, and he mentioned, you know, if one of these folks come down with COVID, I'd feel horrible if they weren't able to work and kind of make uh, ends meet. You know, Jeff, that brings up a, a great question: Is what are you seeing in the multi-life or GSI space as a result of COVID? 
It's slowed, but we're still seeing opportunities. So one like the one I, I recently mentioned, we have seen situations where employers have dropped the group LTD, but they want to take care of uh, you know, five to 10 um, key folks in their organization. So maybe the, the C-suite, so they'll come to us looking for individual coverage. And we have seen some firms that are doing very, very well wanting to, to supplement their group LTD plan. So I think the, if you were to first going into it, we were thinking the GSI market's just going to totally dry up, uh, but it really hasn't. It's not as robust as it was pre-COVID, but uh, there certainly are a lot of opportunities there. Well, Jeff, don't you think some of that does depend on the broker? I mean, almost like glass half empty, glass half full. If you suddenly are a group producer and you do both, and you've got frozen rates and there's nothing for you to do or talk about at work because you're not going to have a renewal because almost every group in the world, right, froze their rates. Almost right. every carrier said, okay, rates are frozen. If you're a glass half full person, you go, I, I want to talk about something, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I would guess. So there is, there is that. Is It just depends, I think, on how people have looked at this, producers in general, and said, what, what should I do? I can go, woe well is us, or I can go, hey, Again, Chris and I said this a thousand times just on this podcast. You don't have the crystal ball. Let's make sure that everybody's financially full with this, and let's take a look at a couple of options that we've never considered before. And I think that's going to continue to permeate into 2021. Mike, you're 100% dead on. The advisors that have leaned into this and say, you know, I'm not going to let COVID slow me down so that I'm prospect, talk to folks, and, and do my deal are doing very, very well, and the ones that are kind of hitting the, their heads in the sand uh, are struggling and some of them totally disappeared. Are you seeing that as well? And, and what I mean by that is I've got a couple of guys, actually they're friends, that you know what, they kind of went single source during COVID. It took them a month or two months actually because we're six months into this to figure it out. But it's like, I can't financially plan on Zoom. It takes too long. Attention spans are too hard. I don't get that vibe from the person because I'm physically not there. You know, I don't get that. I don't know if they're really willing to spend the money, but they've single sourced, meaning, you know what, they're doing what, you know, Chris and I always laugh about. They, they just go, well, let's take care of this risk protection package. And when this is all over, we'll sit down and talk about the rest of your life. And I've got a couple of guys, Jeff, that have been doing that very successful because they can talk about term life, permanent life, and disability insurance as part of the risk protection package, B2B business or family. And the client's willing to spend 15 minutes either on a regular call or a Zoom call going, all right, I've never really heard of this before. So there is a silver lining, I think, that will continue to go forward for, I think, all of us. Because the opportunity now, I, and this is a question, wouldn't you say the opportunity now, we say this every year, is the greatest it's ever been? I couldn't agree more. You know, the opportunity out there is huge and the awareness level is um, higher than it's ever been in my 30 years of um of doing this stuff so it's um there's a tremendous opportunity for the folks that um, you know, want to take the bull by the horns i was going to say going forward what would you like to see happen and i'm going to be more specific than happen it's like well i'd like to win the powerball mike no i mean like in regards to what we're talking about today what would you like to see happen from a carrier perspective and i'm going to specifically focus in on because you were right at the very beginning here this morning about underwriting changes. When I still worked for a principal and everybody knows I did, we talked about 10,000, no blood, because we knew blood was probably only as good as the day you drew it. That I hope is one that sticks and some other underwriting docu sign, let's not argue docu, all of those things are awesome. Product wise, 
your father, who's been around a week and a day, I think that's fair, uh, is selling was selling the same product the year he started as we are today. What would you like to see if you were the crystal ball guy that says, I own Jeff Peterson Inc., not Truluma, and I own an insurance company, and I'm going to build from scratch. One product to change the market a little bit, what would you do? What would you think about? Or two, I don't care. Just what yeah, is yeah. generally different than non-can ONOC with a definition. Right. You know, we've talked about this before, but the a lump sum concept, I think, makes an awful lot of sense, and it could be a... Um, you know, a policy that pays like a traditional policy does for a year or two, and then there's a lump sum benefit or just a lump sum up front. And I think it's a good idea for a couple of reasons. I think it opens up markets, so you'll see folks um, who are more money managers be more interested in, in this type of product. That it stands today, though, somebody becomes disabled, um, they're going to need to turn to the money that this individual is manage, managing. And if you could go to that advisor and say, hey, I have something that if you're client goes down and we can give them two, three, four million dollars that you can manage so they don't have to liquidate what you already are currently managing. Um, and I, I think there's a story to be told uh, there. And then also just it gives people the freedom to do uh, what they want. So maybe there's an opportunity that they can take advantage of. Uh, and it also gets the, the claim off the, the carrier's books, which um, should be easier for them to manage. I couldn't agree with every single thing you said more I put myself in that situation I wouldn't mind if I was totally disabled to get 22 to 24 months worth of benefit after that elimination period and then have the opportunity to choose what I want to do in other words you could put your spouse into business um, the financial planner now the real money manager has all the reason in the world to have this conversation and you that's the part you and I and Chris have had discussions about forever if it really benefits you as the guy that's doing it take all that money and say, I got to invest this. And I also have to manage that because I have to now manage your claim as I manage your retirement. You, I said, you become second most important human being in the world, in the world behind God or whomever you believe in. I mean, you are that person for that family. Right. I, I agree too. I just, I, and I think that, you know, I would always said, I think the math is done already because we do have buy sell. You're right. We already yeah. have buy sell. So I think the math is kind of done. So Anything might, else that you would look at? I'd make the product simpler too. So you know, maybe go to uh, like an income replacement type of product where we remove the definitions of disability and you know all the stuff that people get hung up on and just it's you're sick and hurt, can't work, and suffer loss of income benefits are paid. Then it's that simple. Because um, you, Chris, and I are are students of this business. We have been for all of us together. It's well over a hundred years if we combine it. So it's a little ridiculous. We get it, but think about the person that's never heard the word disability insurance, let alone income protection or anything else, and you start throwing this at them. What happens? Eyes glaze over and they, they, they shut down, and it's, I know I'm not going to talk about this in front of my client because I don't want to be embarrassed, or you know, there's a hundred excuses. Exactly, um, and if we could eliminate that, I think it would be easier to say, here's how it works. You just, you just did the quote of the day. You get hurt, you get sick, you can't work, you get paid. It's right. pretty, pretty good tagline. Yeah, and, and it can be that simple, but we get caught up with um, you know various definitions of, of disability and residual and you know all the other stuff, um, which are good things. But I, I think for most people, it's it's probably overkill. And Mike, I think it goes to what you have said several times about tell me what's on page three of your homeowner's policy that the 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 person who buys the coverage 
really is looking to their professional agent or advisor to recommend the right products. And then should a claim occur, then they reach out to that agent or advisor. So, you know, as an example, in homeowners, if something happens, whether it's a water leak or you have an earthquake or a fire or whatever, that's when you worry about what's in there, but you're calling your agent. You're not necessarily piling through your policy. And I think the same should be true when it comes to DI is, you know, trust that the agent or advisor you're working with is recommending the right thing and he or she will guide you all the way through the process. Wouldn't it be nice if we could get a, a disability contract down to like a two-pager with the entire contract, just two pages? That would be great. Of course, there'd be <laughs> 35 pages of legal stuff attached to it, but at least the how it's paid is two pages. All right. Hey, Jeff, before we let you get out of here today, your organization put together a, a really what I thought is a very good marketing package. And, and I'm going to I'm gonna butcher the title of it, but wasn't it like seven steps to sell more DI or something like that? But I think it's just a great, great piece for every producer to get their hands on. Yes, we did. Um, and it's, um, it's the seven steps to, to, to selling disability insurance. Very simple read. And um, most advisors who have gone through it or look at it, uh, come back to us and say, you know, I, the fifth step really resonated with me. And Boy, I, you know, I, I'm using that all the time now. So it's, uh, it's been a very well-received piece. Well, how can our listeners get a hold of that, Jeff? Probably by just shooting me an email would be the best way to, to get that. And my email address is jeff at truluma.com. And truluma is spelled T-R-U-L-U-M-A. So again, jeff at truluma. Jeff, what does that mean? What's truluma mean, <laughs> Jeff? Let's tell everybody. It's, uh, you know, we're shedding the light. We're shedding the light. Oh, absolutely. I think it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I do. No, yeah, so our tagline is, um, you know, shining a light on, on, on disability or on income protection. Well, Jeff, I tell you what, uh, we really appreciate you jumping on the call today. You're a true professional in this space. And as Jeff said, anybody who wants to take advantage of that marketing, please, please reach, reach out to Jeff. And Jeff, you enjoy the great weather we're having here in Seattle. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also looking forward to seeing both of you uh, when all of this is, is behind us. Jeff, as we say, we'll see you sometime somewhere soon, I hope. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Thank you, my friend.